It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the show. It's a bit of a slow burn, the 50-over World Cup, but by the final, the nation was captivated. And remember, this was on in the middle of the night as well. An average audience of more than 2.1 million Australians tuned into the broadcast of the World Cup final, including 1.6 million on Channel 9. Of course, it was on Foxtel as well. But come the next World Cup in 2027 and some major ICC events in between, including the 2025 Women's World Cup, you won't be watching on Channel 9. You won't be watching on Fox. You'll be watching on Amazon Prime, who signed a four-year deal uh, with the ICC for a heap of major events. Uh, Daniel Cherney has written the piece for Code Sports, and he joins us this morning to break it all down. G'day, Dan. Morning, Jules. Good to be with you. You too, and uh, you were lucky enough to be in India uh, for the World Cup. So just explain this one in terms of, I think, we see things like World Cups as something that we thought would be on the anti-siphoning list, but that's not the case with this one. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, the anti-siphoning list, <laughs> I sort of had another look at it last night, and I think there's, there's talk of more changes to it uh, in, in the coming months and years. But uh, it's, it's funny, it's, it is it does look quite outdated if you actually have a look at it. Like, there's Davis Cup ties are still on it, and, and certain motorsport, and uh, and in terms of Australian cricket, it's, uh, it's home internationals for... Um, for, for the men's side, I, I believe. I'm not, I don't think it includes the women's side. I, I might be wrong on that. But in terms, in terms of ICC events, uh, it's uh, it, it's only for ICC tournaments that are in Australia or New Zealand and in Australian games. So, uh, yeah, that would have taken into account the the 2021, sorry, 2022, 2020 World Cup, T20 World Cup last year um, on Australian soil, or the 2015 World Cup. Uh, uh, that, uh, that Australia won against New Zealand in the final at the MCG, but but not a tournament such as the one we've just seen in India, and not the one that uh, is due in 2027 in Southern Africa, uh, with uh, being hosted by South Africa, Namibia, and um, and Zimbabwe. And and then, as you touched on, there's a lot of major events in between. The, the women's, you know, there's a lot of women's tournaments. Uh, the Women's World Cup in 2025, T20 World Cups, men's and women's. The, the Champions Trophy, which is uh, to help be held in Pakistan in a couple of years' time, and, and then the World Test Championship Final as well, which was on seven earlier this year uh, when, uh, when Australia beat India at the Oval for the, uh, winning that title for the first time. And, and there's a couple of uh, finals uh, in between now and the end of this right deal. So pretty significant uh, in terms of a game changer. I mean, we've seen some of these streaming platforms dabble in, in live sport a little bit. We've sort of seen some you know, national swimming championships on and I know in the States there's been a little bit of NFL stuff that's been um, on these streaming platforms. But for, in, in Australia, for such a major, you know, one of the big three sports, cricket, and, uh, you know, Aussie rules and rugby league, uh, for such key events to be taken um, by a, a streaming platform is a, 
is a pretty big, uh, pretty big game changer in, in the broadcast paradigm. It is, and uh, look, I've got one message through. I'm keen to get people's thoughts throughout the show, basically saying won't be watching. Simple. And we know right now, you know, cost of living is is high, and it is tough for people out there. So I'll be interested to get people's reaction. But we we'll as you say, it is a cha- changing landscape. If you look at the the women's World Cup in football this year, it was it was an Optus, it was on Optus Sport, but then some of the Matildas games were on on sold to to Channel Seven. Is is there any chance this happens with this Amazon deal, or is this exclusively will be on Amazon and it won't be able to be seen anywhere else? Look, as it stands, it, it, is, an, it is an exclusive deal, and that's what all the uh, the PR from Amazon and the ICC was saying yesterday. But you know, four years is a very long time, and even even the T Twenty World Cup in the middle of twenty twenty four is a long time. And um, it certainly wouldn't shock me if there if uh, one of the free to air broadcasters tried to stump up at least for Australia's games and you know, whether Amazon would be willing to, would, would be willing to budge remains to be seen. Uh, look, I, I suppose there is potential for government intervention if they believe this is sort of beyond the pale that, that Australians can't watch at least their team's games or say a big final on free-to-air. I mean, I, I, I think in and of itself, um, you know, there's, there's no enormous difference uh, for, um, for, you know, your rank and file pool game between you know, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh yeah. being on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime compared to being on Fox or KO. Um, and I know, I'm sure uh, Fox would, would have preferred to keep the rights, so I, I imagine so. But uh, look, it, 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 when, you know, when you're talking about Australian, and Australian World Cup finals and World Test Championship finals, I think there is sort of a, an argument that there's a collective benefit to having those games beyond, you know, not beyond the, behind a paywall. Uh, we've seen how in England that game is sort of Cricket has sort of um, faded a touch into the ether over the last couple of decades when cricket's been played exclusively on the paywall. So there's that real balance between you know, make, ensuring the game is brought to a, a bigger audience, the biggest possible audience, but also you know, maximising dollars which can be reinvested back into cricket. So it's, it's tricky. I mean, it, it is worth saying, though, that this is, you know, it is only for ICC events. I mean, this, is, this doesn't impact Australia's home summer, which yep. will continue to be broadcast by Seven and, and Fox KO for the next seven or eight years. Uh, you've got, uh, I'm not quite sure what the next uh, Ashes rights in, in the UK are, but certainly nine have had them in recent times. You know, overseas tours tend to be covered by Foxtel as well. Um, you know, you've got a lot of T20 cricket around the world still being broadcast on, on Fox. So, look, it's, uh, it, it does become more expensive for the average consumer, but that we've sort of seen that across all sports and really across all entertainment. I mean, you know, I, I'd be interested to hear from your listeners um, how many various plat- streaming mm. platforms they all have, I, I know I end up getting sucked into buying. Oh, yeah, we all do that. Because you just if you want to watch them. And the other thing I think is worth noting with Amazon is that they have, uh, to their credit, have not have invested in cricket. Um, you know, they were behind that test. Yep. They, they certainly purchased the rights to that test documentary series, and they're doing another one now, uh, Series 3, which will touch on the 2023 20, Ashes, which will be gripping given all the drama around Absolutely. the best those thumping and, and, and the like. So, uh, look, I think there's, um, you know, it's, they're invested. It's, the landscape has changed. It's not, it's not, no, no, not 1992 anymore. Uh, we've sort of got to get used to the fact that um, things are going to pop up in different places. We're speaking to Daniel Cherney from Code Sports. They're talking about Amazon having the rights for the next four years for some ICC events. Do we know in this process whether the current broadcasters, whether it was Foxtel or Channel 9, just talking about the, the most recent World Cup, did, that, did they bid for these rights? Were they outbid? Were they in the conversation at all? Do we know Do we know if that took place? 
Look, I, I must say, I, I don't know much about this, uh, about the bidding process. Um, to be honest, this did come as a bit of a shock uh, when this emerged, uh, certainly to me, this afternoon. I'm sure, I'm sure others, um, perhaps closer to broadcast rights deals, but would have been a bit more across it. So, look, I, I'm not sure what level of interest they all would have had. I, I, I'd be flabbergasted if they weren't at least across the situation uh, and, and would have had some interest. But, you know, the other thing you've got to realize, remember is that, you know, especially when it's a global brand like Amazon, I mean, they just are, these are massive checks. Yep. That they, and again, I, I don't know exactly how much they paid, but, you know, they have a, a massive checkbook and, you know, are, are a behemoth in, in, sort of in, the, in the Netflix realm. Uh, and therefore, you know, quite possibly have more cash to, you know, cash to splash than um, you know, than globe, than local media outlets like like Nine or, or I suppose News slash Foxtel, um, albeit yeah, not 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 poor either. Just before I let you go, Dan, uh, you've spent a lot of time around the team lately. The last sort of 24, 36 hours, we've been talking about this piece from Mitchell Johnson having a go at David Warner and George Bailey. How do you think we sort heard from Usman Khawaja yesterday? How do you think that would would have been received internally from members of the Australian cricket team and, and those around it? Oh, look, I think in short, not overly well, but but I also don't think that too many of them would lose too much sleep. I mean, it, I think it's probably important to distinguish between the comments relating to Warner and his spot in the team and then with the ones relating to, to George, yeah. uh, uh, George Bailey, the, the chairman of selectors, which probably got a bit more personal, particularly around Tim Payne. You know, I think Tim himself on Nessie and Taz yesterday spoke about it very well and yeah, very measuredly, you know, yeah. it, just sort of noting that it is completely reasonable and legitimate to question um, David Warner's spot in the team, and uh, you know, I think that takes a fair bit of explaining. And, and I think some of the some you know those defending him uh, are, are probably jumping you know jumping a few steps to suggest that he's he's, he's definitely at this spot in this side. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is just he's just hanging on. Yeah. Um, albeit he did play well at the Oval in their most recent test, but you know when you when you're making such personal comments around Bailey and his his sort of questioning his integrity, uh, you know, and Bailey's pretty popular amongst. Most of the team, yes, he is close to the team, but as he sort of said uh, to counteract that, well, would you prefer mm. the chairman of selectors to be distant, um, which has been a query, you know, you sort of down if you do, down if you don't uh, on that front. Uh, and look, I think in terms of Johnson, look, relations with between him and the, and the team were, were already quite strained in the fallout of the, the Justin Langer situation. He wrote a very scathing mm-hmm. column for the West Australian almost two years ago uh, following the Langer, Langer um, exit. Um, you know, the bowlers, it is quite sad because many of whom were very close to him. Um, the likes of Mitchell Stark, Nathan Lyon, Pat Cummins, they, uh, you know, they looked up to him. They were teammates of his. They won a World Cup together and, and, and several of them won an Ashes series together. But uh, look, it, it, it didn't go down well. And then Warner, you know, Usman is very loyal to Warner, um, which is, you know, all credit to him. Uh, I, I suspect that there probably weren't as many tears shed about Warner's character being questioned within the Australian <laughs> team. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think Warner is quite as beloved a figure with his teammates. Not to say they, they hate him, but, you know, I think there's a sense with one of it. There's a lot of carry on. Um, but uh, but I think the, the Bailey stuff didn't go down overly well. Dan, uh, thanks for your time this morning. We can read all your work on Code Sports. We'll catch up soon. No worries, Jules. Pleasure. Dan Turney from Code Sports.